0: Hey guys, William Ayak, creator of Jazz Edge, and I want to welcome you to episode 27 of the Confident Improviser podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why we use target notes, and I'm going to show you why target notes will make your improvisation sound better. So remember, this podcast is designed as a companion podcast for the Confident Improviser Program, which is part of Jazz Edge Core. You could find more information back at jazzedge.com. And remember, this is an audio-only podcast, so if you happen to be catching me on YouTube or something and seeing this in a video form, it's only gonna show you, uh, you're only gonna be able to hear me. Alright, but if you want to get the video and you want to get the sheet music, all of that is available for jazz edge members. Alright, so why do we use target notes? Uh, so first of all, the first question is, what is a target note, and a target note are notes that help to define the chord and they're usually going to be notes from the chord, like the third and the seventh or the root and the fifth. So usually part of that chord. Now why do we want to define the notes of the chord. Well, remember that songs are, uh, uh, you know, melodies are built on top of chords, right? So if I have I right, so I have like, you know, just some simple little melody going on there. Uh, and that's just built on top of chords. So C to A minor to D minor to G in this particular case, right? So that those chords are what we call our chord progression. And when we're going to improvise over a chord progression, right, which is literally just a progression of chords moving from one chord to the next. But when we're going to improvise over that chord progression, we want to make sure that we hear the chords, because if we don't, then it's then our improvisation sounds very floaty. Right. So let me show you an example and it might be easier for you to hear it. So here is an example just going from D minor seven to G seven to C. And all I'm doing in the left hand is very simple shells, root third for the D minor. So D and F, G and F in the left hand, that's root seven chord shell, and then a C and E chord shell, which is a root and third. Now listen to the improvisation. Okay, so it doesn't sound terrible. But it also doesn't sound great. Let me play it again for you. Now we play it without the chords in the left hand. It's kind of hard to hear that. That is my progression underneath. Now if I take a look at what's going on here on the strong beats. Okay, so I have D minor seven for one measure G seven for one measure and then C major seventh for one measure. And on the first beat here, the D minor seven, I'm playing a B, which is the sixth of the chord, not a very strong note. When I get to the G, I'm playing the 11th, right, or the four, which is not a strong note either. And when I get to the C, I'm playing my ninth, which okay, it's not terrible. But again, it doesn't really help to define that chord. Alright, so let's take a look at a different example. Listen to this one now. Now let me play it without the chords. Now, it still might be kind of subtle for you to be able to hear that progression underneath. But you probably at some level, even sense that "Mm, that line just sounds just a little bit better. I'm gonna play them both back to back for you. So here's the first one. And here's the next one. Okay, so now let's talk about what we're using here, right? So we're using all of the C major scale. Why? Well, this is a 251 progression. And typically on a 251 progression, we could use the major scale over all three chords. And again, if I take my C major scale, and I put it uh, starting on D, well, that's my D Dorian scale. If I play it starting on G, well, that's my G Mixolydian scale. And if I play it starting on C, that's my C major scale, or what we would call our C Ionian scale. All right, so we know that on a minor chord, we could use the Dorian on a mix on a dominant chord, we can use a mixolydian and on the uh, major chord, the one chord, we can use our Ionian or major scale. We've heard all of that before, right? And I've even said to you, hey, here you go, you can use the major scale to improvise over a two five one progression. But when we just thinking about the raw materials just simply saying, hey, look, you can use the major scale to improvise over a 2-5-1. Right, now that, that's a really good piece of information there, but we're still missing a lot of information. Let me give you a, a for instance. That would be like me piling up a bunch of wood outside, and then simply saying, there you go, here's all this wood, you can build a house. All right. Well, if you've never built a house before, and you don't know what structural key points you need to hit, then it's going to be very difficult for you to build something that's going to be good, right? It's just going to probably not like it's not going to work, it might fall down. Same thing happens with improvisation. If we just simply say, hey, look, you can use this scale to improvise over these chords. Well, sure, that's great. It's nice to know that. But the missing piece of information is that that scale is not yet defining the chord. Okay, let me give you another for instance, let me just take my D minor. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play my full D minor seven chord right here. And now I know that I could use that D Dorian scale, right? And I could play any of those notes. And remember, D Dorian is the same thing as a C major scale starting on D, right? But anyway, I could I could run from D up to D playing all white notes, D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, right? So I'm going to play my chord over here and I'm just going to improvise around. that sound good? No, it really doesn't sound good. Now, at first blush, you might say, well, wait a second, I'm using all the quote unquote, right notes. Why doesn't it sound good? If I'm using the right notes. And the reason that it doesn't sound good is because you're not targeting the key notes from the chord. Listen now when I play this. Now it sounds much better, doesn't it? Because now I'm starting to target and clue into those key notes of the chord. Again, what are those key target notes? The root, the third, the fifth, the seventh. They are the uh, just the notes of the block chord, right? Just the, the regular seventh chord, the root three, five and seven. And then to really hone into it, I usually say, Why don't you start with the third and the seventh first, okay, because the third and the seventh really defines the chord because those are what we call our guide tones, right? Alright, so now here is another example. So now what I've done is I've I've written out here, just the uh, third for D minor in the first measure, and then I'm going to the seventh for G seven in the next measure. And I'm going to the third of the C major in the last measure. Okay, so what I'm going to show you here is a way in which you can kind of do a fill in the blanks. Right. Um, And it's really I find it to be kind of fun, because it's kind of interesting that you can kind of weave these lines around and you are going to try and figure out like, all right, well, what notes do I want to play? And how am I going to approach and get into these different target notes. So again, what I have in front of me here is three measures, a measure of D minor seven, a measure of G seven, a measure of C major seventh. And then the very first beat on the D minor seven, I have the note F, which is the third, and I have nothing else written. Okay, on the very first beat of the G seven, I have the F, right? So same thing as the D minor seven measure. But in this case, it's not the third. Now it's the seventh, right? Because remember, F is three, three on a D minor, and then F is then becomes a seventh on G seven. And then in the last measure, I have the E, on the C major seventh chord, right? So all I've done is I've uh, I have three measures, three chords, and three target notes, everything else uh, is completely blank. I need to fill it in for myself. So, now what notes do I use to fill in? Well, that's where I could use those notes from that C major scale. I could use chord tones. I can use enclosures, all of this other stuff that that we've talked about. But for right now, let's just talk about, let's just think about using notes from the C major scale. And rhythmically, we're gonna keep the same rhythm, just all eighth notes in the D minor measure, all eighth notes in the G7 measure, and then a whole note once you get to the C major measure. All right, so now this is what I came up with. Take a listen. <laughs> There's my finished line. So I started on the third and I arpeggiate this up. So D a, I'm sorry. F A C E D C A G and then come down to the F for the G seven then E D G F then down to E. Now, for those of you who have been following my lessons, the, the podcast, we've talked about enclosures, you can kind of see that enclosure right here at the very end of the G7, I go from D to F, then to E, right. So the D is a whole step below the target, F is a half step above the target, and then resolving to the target note, which is E. Now, if you like to try more of this, write this out on your own, okay? Just put out three measures, D minor 7, G7, C major 7, pick a target for each one of those chords, and then fill in the line from there. If you're a member of Jazz Edge, don't worry. uh, The sheet music for podcast episode 27 has uh, some fill in the blanks for you, so you can go ahead and just fill in the sheet music um, uh, that you download right off of the site. Okay, all right. So now if you need more help on this, if you're a member of jazz, jazz remember, every Thursday, I'm sorry, every other Thursday, I do my uh, confident improviser Q&A session, so be sure to join in. If you're not a member of Jazz Edge and you're interested in signing up, just go back to jazzedge.com. I can tell you that jazzedge.com features the most complete set of lessons that you're going to find. Uh, You end up getting weekly coaching, you get weekly office hours, you get These special classes like the confident improviser standards by the dozen. So if you haven't checked out jazz edge, and you're really serious about wanting to learn the piano, I would suggest taking a look at it. Don't get scared off by the name jazz. Yes, it is very much jazz and blues heavy. But we also have a lot of lessons in funk, Latin, rock, classical, and many other styles. Right? So anyway, that's it for me. Thanks, guys. And I will see you in the next episode.